Hi, this is Kia Zorgrenin of Positivity Plus. This is my first interview and as part of our exercise for London Rio, we are told to interview a number of guests. Now, myself and my partners are going through the process and we're each interviewing our first you know, couple of guests this week. So the first person that I wanted to pick um, happens to be my best friend, a teammate of mine, um, we started out as foes, and then we became best friends. The first time we ever played against each other, we both got thrown out. We got in a fight, and we both got thrown out. And and let me introduce him. So um, his name is Andy Schmetzer. He's one of the Schmetzer brothers. Him and his brother was Walt Schmetzer. They were twins. And his brother, Brian Schmetzer, is the head coach of the Seattle Sounders team at uh, MLS for many years and I had the pleasure of playing all three of them. And um, as I was explaining before, <laughs> I was telling the story to someone before that the best part about playing with that Schmetzers was uh, one time we happened to be all three in the same, at home and we were on the same line and we were watching the inter, you know the game replay and it sounded a lot like this. Schmetzer, to Schmetzer, to Schmetzer, to Schmetzer, to Schmetzer. It was quite a broadcast. So welcome here, Andy. It was cool that we connected that many passes together. <laughs> so that was important. But it's a it's a privilege to be here, Kia. Um, I will say that even though I'm probably Kia's best friend, my twin brother Walt and Kia have way better stories. <laughs> so that that I, I just want to leave it at that. And and you know, Kia, this is his podcast, so he can go wherever he wants to. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe we might get into that a little bit later. Um, so, let me just say, uh, Andy was, I have not seen Andy in five years. Andy, at least. At least five years. Uh, Andy happened to be in town uh, to help his daughter move to Seattle. And I just jumped at the bed and I was like, you got to stay with here. We stay together and uh, catch up. Uh, and, um, you know, I had the pleasure of, uh, like I said, you know, we started, you know, fighting with each other. Then we became teammates. And, you know, I was roommates with his twin brother, and then I was roommates with him. And then I moved to Cleveland, and then Andy was here in Cleveland, and he was my captain. Our lockers were next to each other for four years. You know, we won a championship together. We, we you know, we both were doing side businesses. You know, Andy had a big coffee business, and I was involved in a lot of businesses, day trading and facilities and just other businesses. And we were both going through a divorce. But, you know, going through, you know, as uh, I was explaining before it again, you know, you uh, when you go through these forming, storming, norming, performing, most groups, they tell you group dynamics, there's a journey. But if you've been in professional sports or a lot of people in the military, you know, gone to combat with people, you're connected with them for the rest of your life. There's no such thing as a journey. And I feel so close to that. You know, we've gone through a lot and, you know, uh, Tell me, how does it feel? You know, to me, it was really hard to retire. It was the hardest thing I ever did. I was a mess for three years. After playing 17 years, you played 16 years, right? Yeah. They had right out of high school, and he, you know, turned pro. He was drafted. Um, I was not, so we had a little drift. I was a free agent, and he was drafted. You know, I was lucky to be at home, though. Andy left from uh, Seattle, came straight to Cleveland. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? How was that? How did you find out you were being a pro? Well, before that, I gotta I gotta say that um, uh, that I didn't have a very big coffee business. I, I think it's uh, I had a couple espresso carts and 
you know, I, I kept that afloat barely. So thanks. But thanks to you. I, you know, the one thing I did learn is how to make good coffee. And uh, Key has been nice enough to have me over at his house. And, you know, that's, listen, that's what this, this whole journey is about. And even though he said there's no journey, there's a, I think there's a journey to in life. Um, and, uh, listen, Key and I, we we were bonded for that life and, and we're going to help each other. And it was nice enough to have him, have me stay here with him, um, and to hang out with his family and, you know, drink his average coffee. So, <laughs> but let me, so I need to tell you about how I became a pro. It was, you know, I wasn't the best player around and. Neither, I would say, Walt, my twin brother, who got drafted to Cleveland at the same time and, and was Kia's best friend for a little while until I kicked Walt up to the curb. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the end, of, it, it was just, uh, it was one of those being in the right place at the right time. So we, Walt and I played against some college player, uh, a college team. Um, and that call, it was a division two team, but they won a couple national championships. The, the coach was very well regarded and just happened to uh, the team that drafted us, asked the college coach, Hey, are there any players out in the Northwest that, you know, we should look at? And he said, listen, there's, there's a few college players. And I think he named them. And then he goes, uh, but there's a couple high school kids that you got to look at. And those were, uh, Walt and myself and. Um, you know, it's just a happen chance that that college coach mentioned us. They came and watched us. We had good games and we, we impressed them enough. And, uh, you know, from there, it's, you know, 17 years of a, of a career that, listen, we didn't get rich off it. But, um, you know, we got rich in, in experience and doing what we loved and meeting great people and, um, you know, I wouldn't be on this podcast if I hadn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be on this awesome podcast if it only had started playing. Right. So, um, tell me, tell me, tell me what it was when you found out the, the first night. I mean, so the reason I want to bring this up is, uh, if you, if you, if you're from the Seattle area, you, you know, you know, the Schmetzer family, Schmetzer family, a German family, father owned uh, sports house Schmetzer. Uh, you got to say it just like yeah, that, too. Sforza, Smetza. Yeah, it was an indoor facility, very successful one, the first one in Seattle. And they had leaked. So Andy grew up in a soccer family. And, you know, unlike me, you know, the day that I found out that I was going to turn pro, uh, my father kicked me out of the house. <laughs> I had to go live with my best friend. And then um, I had to crawl back to mom a week later, begging her to talk to dad because I'm only 17 and I can't sign my contract or get a lease. <laughs> I need the signature. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, my father was an alcoholic, uh, a functioning alcoholic. So I was 17 years old in Arizona. And um, if people knew what I went through to get a bottle of Johnny Walker <laughs> to take home my dad, it was, uh, I could probably write a, a, a three-part series on that for Netflix, <laughs> what I went through to get a bottle of Johnny Walker so my dad could forgive me and sign my contract. And he did. He, my mom talked him into it. He, he drank his Johnny Walker. He signed my contract, my lease, gave me a check for $1,500 and told me to get out. <laughs> but, but he Andy, kept his Johnny Walker. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. For, yeah. For, for only a day, though. <laughs> so tell me, how was it in your house when you found out that uh, you're going to get drafted. What was it like? Well, you I found out you first or Walt? 
I can't remember. But so Brian, our older brother, got drafted before that. Right. So, you know, I wouldn't say it was like this, like, oh, my God moment. But it was still like Walt and I, we didn't know. I mean, at that time, co- playing college soccer wasn't, I mean, it was important. But it wasn't something like it is now where kids are, are trying to figure it out when they're, you know, in 10th grade. I mean, we, we were saying, okay, I guess if we don't go pro, we're going to play college. Um, and then we got, and even when we got drafted, it was indoor soccer, which we didn't know a lot about. So we went and watched Cleveland play in Tacoma at the, you know, the hometown team. And yeah, just met the coach and, and thought it was really cool. Saw 12,000 people, you know, cheering. Um, so I was like, wow, this is awesome. Let's do it. And we're playing and, you know, who knows where it's going to lead. I think the way we looked at it was... You know, we could go to school if, um, you know, after this journey's over and the event, oh, not even a journey, an adventure. And, uh, you know, we wanted to play. We're, we're players. We were soccer players. Right. So I think with, with a lot of kids, and we both were involved with children, and we've helped a lot of kids, you know, follow this path. But I think what people think about, the which they watch TV, they think like being a pro is a lot like, you know, being millionaires, having all this card, but in the United States, what they don't understand, you know, someone told me that when I turned pro, um, my very first year, uh, his name was Steve Davis, you know, he, he told me, Steve David told me, and he was a veteran, and he said, just remember, there's going to be more days you're going to be crying, and there's more days you laugh, that you have a smile on your face if you're yeah. going to be a pro, because, you know, I think my first 11 years, I, my career, I moved 13 homes. <laughs> You know, when you're a pro, it's unstable. You got to move homes. It's, there's nothing stable. It's, there's no stability. Every one, two years, you know, you got to move. So in, in that sense, you know, the mental toughness that comes with it and what it takes to be a pro, I don't think many people understand it. So what can you tell an advice to aspiring pro? Well, I think the the, the biggest thing is what we are uh, all went through is, is you know, you, number one, you got to, you got to take what's given to you at that point and make the most of it. I mean, when we played, you know, there wasn't a huge upside in playing, but you know, you look at today, like even in Europe, you know, there's, you hear about all the premier, you know, level players and what they're making, but guess what? There's like, how many, how many leagues are there? Eight or nine. So, so multiply that by eight or nine of players that really are barely making it. And they're just playing because that they, you know, it's 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 a I mean, it's not a Vardy million dollar said, job. Yeah. yeah, look at Vardy. Vardy, Vardy for the sixth like, division Vardy's, or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they moved up. There. Yeah, and and so, you know, I I think for the most part, you got to number one, you got to love the game because there's there's way more pe- way more players than than not that are just playing for the love of the game and they're not making millions of dollars. Uh, you know, way way more. So that's really important and the other thing is just never stop thinking you have to improve i mean always um you know take the losses take take the the hardships that that happen more often than not and learn from them and and embrace them and just say hey what did i learn from that Uh, you know i just got my ass kicked can i say that sure okay (laughs) i say ass and um you know i got just got beat five nothing and what are you going to learn from that you know and and be okay with it 
can't break and, us. And, and embrace can't break it. Us. Yeah, can't no, break us. You no. can't break us. For sure. You can or beat us, but you can't break us. Exactly. We might bend, but we don't break. Right. That was our motto for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's been my motto for years, you know, so uh, we both used to play with a guy in Tacoma. His name was Ralph Black, actually. He's the one that first started it. You can't break us. You can't break us. Remember that? Yes. Ralphie, yes. Um, Ralph's so, a nutcase. Yes. But he was a competitor. Yeah. On the field, you want him on your team. Oh, so, yeah. So, what you know, I, I what I've learned from this career and the mental toughness, everything that goes, first of all, yeah, you got to love what you do. But, you know, to me, to make it, you need hunger. You have to be hungry. You got to want it. You have to be hungry. You have to be humility. You need to have humility. Guys who not have humility, don't. I don't think go far. And lastly, you got to be smart. So hunger, humility, smart. And because, you know, at, at the highest level, everyone's technical. Everyone knows the game. Oh, yeah. And everyone's a great athlete. So the, the component that's different is the mental part, the psychological part. The, you know, the, I, I don't think people understand what it's like to come to a team, a new team, and how to make that new team. You know, how do you make a new team? How do you get accepted? How do you find out who the veterans are? How do you, you, you how do you go to a team where guys don't want you there? <laughs> You're there to take their jobs. You know, I don't think people understand that the battles that goes on, the teams that win, you know, the practices that, you know, in Cleveland, you know, when we were 33 and seven, that was a memorable, it was one of the best teams I've ever been on. But it was the environment that we had, the culture we lived, everything was competitive. Even our 5v2, from the time you get to the parking lot, everything was about winning, 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 winning. And the way we pulled for each other, it was probably... I, you know, I always say it that, you know, I don't know how Bruce did it. Bruce was the most uncoachable group of guys ever, you know, but he did it. He somehow managed to dealt with all the uh, craziness of men and penalties we used to give up and everything. But we were good. We When he came to scoring and winning, I don't think anyone came really near us. Right? So No, that was good. That was a, it was a bunch of big personalities that, that for, you know, a couple of years and especially that year, just figured out how to play together. And that's, that's everything. I mean, know your roles, know, know, you know, be, I, I, what'd you say? Hungry? Hunger, humility, yeah. smart. So hunger, just to, just to scrap and, and try, try to win no matter what. Um, humility is, is knowing your role and how you're going to affect the team in the most positive way. And everyone has their role. Every, there's a, there's, there's completely, you know, everybody's got different personalities and skill sets. Um, and then being smart and, and you're smart because you figure out ways to win. So, you know, wherever you fall, you got to still figure it out. So you, you may know your role, right. but to actually succeed in your role, you got to be smart and, and you got to, you know, in practice and in games. So tell me what's the, no, what lesson do you get the take table, take away the most that you got from your career? Well, I think it's the same. It's it's different for everybody, but for me, it was it it was the humility aspect. I think more than anything, because that's that's how I played for sixteen years. I I was I always knew that I had to keep getting better and better and learning. And you know, I also said, listen, I'm not I'm not great on the ball. I'm not a, I'm not a one on one player. So my I figured out that my strength was you know passing 
and making sure I, I made smart decisions and then move and running off the ball. And so the, the players around You're me extremely good at that. You're well, yeah, it's, but, but that's, but that's what, right. that's the smarts and the humility, no, understanding what you are good at. And, and it may not be the sexiest uh, thing in the world. Um, but then, you know, figuring out. So I had a, you know, I had a 16 year career because of that. Yeah. And I, I would say, you know, I played 17 years and I, I was a captain once in that 17 years, but I had a lot of captains. I would say you were one of my best captains ever. Cause one, you know, you nobody wouldn't even know you're a captain. You didn't demand it. I've played with a lot of captains who so you can't even talk to them. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, I'm there. <laughs> you know, you were not that way. And, and Andy, if you, you know, Andy didn't make many mistakes. I've played with him for so many years in practicing games. You, you just a steady engine and you own those guys that, yeah, we have all the high scoring guys, you know, but without Andy, we couldn't do what we did. Andy was our engine. It was, it's one of those guys that you ask every player, who can we play without? You know, everybody said, we can't play without Andy. We gotta have Andy. We gotta have Andy. If Andy played, we were good. We we're good. Cause he worked our engine and he, his engine and his steadiness. I'm, I'm telling you. I can't remember a time where you made a mistake. I don't. I don't really don't. Not too many. Um, I can. I can remember a lot of mistakes. <laughs> but thanks. I appreciate that, Kia. No, everyone makes mistakes. But what do you, you know, miss the most? What do you miss the most? Uh, I, I would say just the locker room and the the. I mean, I think you touched on it. It was competitive from the time you left your car. Yeah to the to the time you went got back in your car and it and it and there's competitive nature in the locker room whether it be you know who steals the other one's underwear <laughs> or and then it goes out to the field like you know it's just just compete and 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 make each other better because you're competing with each other right. and, and then you leave and and then you can chill out or you know do what you need to do but that part of it and and, and the com camaraderie that 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 creates um and the love that creates i mean i you know i could i could i could do a do a get together with all the guys i played with you know right i don't know how many times a year it's just it's it's a bond you'll never right. replicate so you know i i tell this message to kids i coach a lot uh, and i always tell them look if you get paid to do what you love, which we both did, you know, made a living at it for many years. It's the only thing we've ever done. You know, you're really blessed. And um, if you love what you do, you actually never really work a day in your no. life. So what, what advice would you give anyone that has a dream or has a goal or, you know, wants to make it into something? What, what advice would you give them? Well, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna really play at the highest level, um, you gotta just you gotta make sure you're you're working on the details of of whatever whatever it is you know. As Kia, as as you said, you know everybody's good. Everyone's athletic. Everyone's technical. You know, and and it's those little details that that set you apart. And if if you're not ready to first of all, try to figure out what those details are that you need to do. And then secondly, and most importantly, you know, put the work in. So those details are a second nature. If you're not willing to do that, then you're going to, you're going to struggle and, and you're going to be disappointed. And, you know, I think the guys that, that become pros aren't always the best at the youngest ages, 
but they are really good at understanding the details and working at them. And sometimes it takes longer, but you know, that's, that's your foundation. Right? Well, I want to thank you. It's been an absolute blessing to a have you as my teammate, my captain, my locker mate. Um, I, I think, you know, I'm going to be with you for now, this life, after life. I know we're going to, I'm going to be doing warm ups in heaven. <laughs> it's one, it's one of, we're going to set fires to hotels uh, in heaven, dude. Yeah. And we won't but, get into that story. Well, if your brother's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So I can do this to quick grill this story with his brother. So this is, you know, his brother and I were roommates and we were in San Diego. And that night, the hotel was going to be out of power. And I happened to get injured that night and there was no. Um, <laughs> There's no elevators. We had to climb up, and for some reason, I wanted to use the phone <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning without power. And I laid a. Hold on a second. So let me let me add in there. So <laughs> since this is a positivity uh, podcast, this is twenty five years. So so Kia had no light. There's and, no power, and, and there's no power. There's no light. So in a positive manner, he found light by fire <laughs> well you know um <laughs> it was a good idea at the time <laughs> yeah seemed like a good idea so we let a towel on fire to you know to see the again fire, fire is good <laughs> yes and well after we were done making the phone call we threw the, the towel into the garbage can but the garbage can was plastic so your brother decided to step on it and kick it off the balcony and we as we were looking at it seventh floor up that's actually i think it was the 11th floor it was more than that we watched the fire flames go down and it hits the bushes and the, the whole bushes catches on fire from 11 floors so we were trying to put the fire out from 11 floors up by pouring water getting water from the bathroom to throw it on it so we got a knock on our door and it was security and uh, we kind of explained what happened and they kind of left it was kind of the joke of the year Separate these guys as the hotels going to be on fire. <laughs> I think the lesson you young. learned is is sometimes you need light, but not that bad. <laughs> Very good lesson. All right. Um, again, I want to thank you uh, to be on my first podcast, my first interview, and hopefully you'll be listening to many episodes of Positivity Plus. Wait, I can't come to next week's sure podcast. You're gonna be a regular. Oh, I yeah. thought I was supposed to. I thought you said I could come on every time. But when we get syndicated, I'll give you your own sh- part. All right, this is just a test. Right. Right. All, right. All, right. All right. Is that a good ending, much. producer? That was good. <laughs>